Welcome to No Shame in the Home Game, the podcast that cares about how your home looks, not feels. I'm Lacey, your co-host who has a lot of feels, here with Sarah, our other co-host who I'll let you choose who you are today, Sarah. Today, I'm excited because this is two days in a row of me and Lacey getting to see one another on Mm -hmm. Zoom. So I'm feeling pretty happy because it's two days of lace. I know. We love our chef. Really, one of the best parts of our week. We're fresh off of recording with our participant, Alex. We had to switch things around a bit because she's got a lot going on in her life, which is like the theme of Alex's story is... There's a lot going on. How do you manage all that and what you can do in your home to make that easier? And it was exciting, spoiler alert, to hear a lot of things started really working for Alex differently in ways she didn't expect. Yes, I'm, I was overwhelmed with joy at how that whole experience unfolded from where we started to where we ended yesterday. I wouldn't have seen it coming. I was along. I'm along for the ride, just like all you listeners. I didn't know what was going to happen until we showed up and heard what had happened, where she had taken some of my advice. It was a roller coaster for me, too. And it was fun. (laughs) And I think Alex's story, and we say this in the episode, so maybe I'll edit it out, maybe not. We'll see how it goes. But Alex's story, I think, is the great example of the tagline of this podcast. Not how your home looks, it's how it feels. Alex's house, I'm going to tell you as a person who's been in her house many a times, looks amazing. You know, and we heard her talk about the beginning. It's very important to her. She loves her space. And she also mentioned in the beginning this idea that if it's behind a closed door, she doesn't care about it. And it's, I think you start, we start to hear her care about it, but not how it looks, how behind those closed doors are functioning for her. And I think that's a really big win for her and for us. She did all the work, but still, and for us, we're going to own a little bit of that. And I was shocked, too, because Alex is one of the most relaxed people I've ever met and met with an asterisk because it's all virtual. But so to actually hear these stress points that were bugging her, I felt like in the beginning it was just like, oh, this is we don't have any traction here because she's just so content. And then it was like, oh, we really found something that improved the quality of her day-to-day life, which is what we care about here. I was just so glad that we were able to make an impact on that little thing that made a big difference. It goes back to some of our home CEO tenants of start small. And really, it's about a lot of it's about mindset in managing your expectations and mindset. Because we'll hear from Alex a little bit that she came into it with this idea that like we were Sarah was going to organize her home and she wasn't sure what her pain points were and all this stuff. And then once she started to see her home and how it flowed, that mindset enabled her to do even more than we even suggested. So I think it's really cool. And on that whole start small thing, I was I don't know what to call it. It's not home tingles because it's not my home. I was so excited inside to hear her take what I planted the seed with and then she was building on it on her own. And I was like, yes. And like you said, it was so small. And then she started to see, oh, if I do this, if I do this. And I was like, yes. Oh my gosh. Like she caught traction. That's like watching somebody learn how to ride a bike when they finally get it. I, I need to post that. a video of you'll all hear the moment where 
we all get very excited. I have to post that visually because she did like her face lit up and she was like, let me tell you about this. It, it was so funny because she got so excited and then Sarah got so excited and I still didn't quite understand what was going on. And I just, well, this is a great moment. I, I love the purity <laughs> because that happiness, it's just it's so pure and I just love it. Yeah. yeah. So good joy, good home tingles, good everything. Yeah. All right, let's jump in and we will wrap up Alex's story. So your first day back at work again. Uh, yeah, a part time again, they had agreed I could stay on as like a consult. So someone went on mat leave for one of the accounts and they asked if I had some availability. So I was like, for two months until I have a baby, I can help out. I'll be doing like 20 hours a week for a little bit here. I don't so think our listeners know that you're pregnant. I don't think we've talked about that. And I'm going to have a baby. So that's creeping up. Actually, tomorrow I'm going to schedule the induction date. So I'm excited for that. Love a scheduled baby. Two months. So 20 hours a week. Where are the girls going? They will be with my mother-in-law in the afternoon. Then Birdie is next on this next Monday in a week starts half day daycare preschool preschool. I don't know. Every week, something new is happening. That's the theme of your story, Alex. Heard, I don't know if you think it's that. We, I, heard, I heard from Lacey. It's, they're going on vacation. They got another dog. They have hand, foot, and mouth. It, it just keeps, and then now you show up and you're like, I'm working part-time. It's just, whoa. Yeah. And I, my son is also starting a new school on Thursday. So this week, our evenings are just packed with like supply drop-offs, orientation, teacher before school conferences, all things I hate so much. All the things. Yeah. Wow. I, I want to hear, I'm a dog person. I want to hear about the new dog. Oh my God. I'm obsessed with him, which I'm not an obsessive dog person. Lacey knows this. I've had dogs for many moons now who I usually talk about in a, you know what they did today. Jesus Christ. Or, Meat was a very special occasion. He <laughs> was special. Coney, our, other dogs, she's almost 10 now. I do love her with all my heart, but it, we've never let her on furniture. She like, I've never moved my life around for her in any way. But Lacey knows I've dreamed my whole life of a basset hound. And so we did all the research. We found the breeders we liked. We picked him out of a big litter. So I, now I'm just like a really crazy dog person with this dog. So. Alex would just randomly show me pictures of a basset hound and be like, look at this. I'm like, Alex, we were talking. And it was the equivalent of how I get frustrated with bird people. That it was like that, where she was her own basset hound dog person. Mm -hmm. So when she shared, I, and we can advertise this, Bigfoot, the dog, has his own Instagram. And so when she shared, I've become that person, he has an Instagram. I said, I think it's great that you have found an outlet for something that you've wanted in the 10 years I've known you. And you are embracing it and loving it and sharing that love with the world. I, I do. I was so excited that there are other Basset Hound people and that we can, I don't know, be what's, weird what's the, of human beings together. What's Bigfoot's IG handle? It's Bigfoot the Basset Hound, like Bigfoot underscore the underscore and then Basset Hound, one word. But I'm not going to lie that I'm not crazy about being active on it. I'm busy, but <laughs> oh, we'll put it in the show notes. Alex, I know you have an update. The last time that we talked to you, it was all about making your life 
easier on the go. Tara sent you some products and that kind of stuff. So bring us up to date on that, how that's been going. Yeah, it took me a minute to get myself even organized, probably to read through that email. I would say it took me like two to three weeks after that to really sit down with it. And then even after looking through it, it probably took me another like week to two to be like, okay, what products do I want to order off this? What do I already have that might just be in the basement that I can use without purchasing something new? Our big focus points were, like you said, the coming and going to the car and what could be brought in and out of the car. And then the like dining room that tended to house a lot of my in transit items. So that's where I focused. So yeah, I did clean out what the bottom of the butler pantry cabinets, got rid of the wire bins. And camera How was that bags. conversation? The wire bin? Was that I accepted? looked at Lee. I was like, so what is, can I move these? What is it? And he was just like, oh, I forgot that was there. <laughs> so that wasn't a hard combo. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to put it just somewhere downstairs to go through it. We also had a garage sale in this time. So that was really nice to eat, purge some things. And so I cleaned out that space. Now, it took me a minute, though, to figure out what needed to go in there. If it was, yeah, just diapers, wipes, swimsuit. Like, I will say that space still isn't super organized, but I have two bins in there. And then I keep what was our diaper bag, our, our big backpack in there and then I ordered like wipes and diapers specifically that stay in that area and changes of clothes which has actually just made being downstairs area easier too on us because we are like a three-story home so there was so many moments where we needed to change their clothes or a diaper or grab something like bug spray for outside that we then didn't have to race up flights of stairs where yeah as like a seven-month pregnant person is becoming very ideal as less steps and so that part was really nice and yeah just being able to like when I realized I forgot something in the car to run back to that spot instead of going up to the bedrooms which still don't have a lot of organization in terms like diapers wipes creams sunscreen stuff but yeah that all that is all pretty much there not like nicely organized but it's all thrown in there which is Mm -hmm. enough for right now and then what I told Lacey was the biggest game changer was the car organization I don't know why it's never really occurred to me to even look up car organization or car storage just we do so much in our car that I think I thought like why organize it or why do that? We're throwing so much in and out that it would just be in the way. But right, we just went on two vacations in which it wasn't in the way and it became such a organizational tool, not just like packing up the car, but anytime we would, and that goes for here and on vacation, but just drive somewhere outside of our main hub, it'd be like, oh, we have bug spray in the car. Oh, we have sunscreen in the car. It's in the one little bin and we have diaper, like, just that, oh, shoot, we forgot something moment was like the essentials are there, which is very big. <laughs> there have been many times in our life where one of us is running to a Walmart when we've already got to where we are to snag some necessity. So what I ended up getting for the car, I think you had recommended like three, three tote bags or three easy to move in and out bags, which I actually didn't get one that I would say is easy to move. It's like almost like an accordion bag 
but it's pretty structured. You like slide in these pieces that makes it more structured and it sits across the back, but it's not very deep. So it's, we're able to put our third row of seats up and it still just sits in there and it Velcros down. So it's not sliding and it has two organized compartments, which is where we do. Yeah. The diapers, the wipes, the sunscreen bug spray, the spare clothes. And then in the other one, we have a picnic blanket, some quick toys that we keep. If we are going to the beach, I have the beach bag that's in the butler's pantry now. So I don't pack like a bunch of beach bag stuff. Just, yeah, like a picnic blanket if we're at the park in some water bottles. And then the other part has a cooler, which I'm loving because so many times we are out for a long time during the day and I wanted to bring like cheeses or yogurts and stuff. But it was like the car's hot. What are you going to do? Like yesterday we went up to Lacey. We went to Loveland Bike Park. And we're up there for a few hours. And so we put cooler packs in the back of the car and shoved like a ton of snacks and drinks and stuff in that. So even though that wasn't a recommendation, it was like on Amazon. I was like, I feel like the cooler would come in handy. So no, I know. And that's great. And that's actually when I sent that list to you, it's just this is a jumping off point. See what's possible. And that's the thing with so many clients. They don't even realize what is available. So I love that you were like, not so much this. And but you found something that was perfect. And and I love that now I know about something new. So is the cooler, can you take that section out or is it embedded? In- it's in there. You can squish it and it has clips. Actually, if you don't want that part like sticking out further, you can in the winter, let's say where we don't really need it as much. I could squish that in and clip it and put another bag to the side. But I have a feeling we're going to use it a lot just knowing we bring coolers all the time with us separately that to just have it in the car will be really nice so i'm just curious about logistics so if you want to load up that cooler you have to carry the ice pack and the cooler items out to the car correct yes yeah they have to be in a freezer previously to use it but that's not a big deal since our kitchen is like right next to the driveway. I love that it fits when you put that third row up because that's so essential that you don't have to take the whole thing out if you want to put the third row. Yeah. Up. And I saw lots of great trunk organization where things could hang and all that, but it was not reasonable for the task that we're typically doing. We need something. It's probably like 12 inches across and then 30, yeah, 36 or whatever the other way. That's awesome. And then I was thinking about the butler's pantry, the bottom half. First of all, I love that's becoming helpful in just your day-to-day life. Now, you said you're actually putting the backpack itself under there, too, in the butler's pantry? Yeah, because otherwise it just sits on the chair out, which isn't a big deal. But when I don't want our backpack just sitting at our nice dining room table, it's nice to throw it in there. That's bonus. I didn't realize it would fit in there. That is, mm-hmm. I thought you could empty it and then be able to hang it on one of the mudroom hooks. So that's great. And then you were saying, you made the comment about, oh, it's not really that organized. But that to me, if it, if you find what you need, then it's fine. If you can't find what you need, that's when you need an organizational tool. It's not about how it, it's not about how it looks. <laughs> it's about how it feels. You open it up and go, oh, this is what I need. If you can't see something because it's getting buried behind, that's when you need something. But otherwise, just have something in there. Yeah, that you can pull the whole thing out and just rummage. Yeah, I mean, it's been great because I didn't really know what needed to go in there at first. So it's I've really been adding to it over time. Right? I knew like diapers and wipes would be great. 
But slowly I've been like, oh, actually, I'm going to put water shoes in there because every now and again, I've got to run upstairs for those. So why even put those in their rooms? Just keep it where it's easy to access. And yeah, I keep two swimsuits in there for the girls instead of putting those up in their closets because there's just no point in climbing an extra floor to get a swimsuit if we could just keep one down there. Actually, my, my son has like a bunch of ga- like gaming systems that he would just leave. I don't like them in his room because I'm pretty sure he'll just stay up forever playing them. They used to just sit on the dining room table too. And I didn't really think about that before. But then I was like, oh, there's enough room. Now, Atticus, you can throw your game bag in here. And so it doesn't have to stare at me. I love that all those mystery wires were taking up this valuable real estate. But they were in my camera bag. And then honestly, I just found things in there, like a pair of old candlesticks. I'm like, what are these even? He's been back here for five years. So clearly a very underutilized storage space. That's what happens. And something to think about, too, this is for you and for the listeners, is I love that you said you're adding to it over time. That is awesome. And then also keep a mental note of the seasonal aspect of it. So as it gets cooler in the fall, think about whatever you have down there, if it's some kind of cloth to open tote box or something or bin, Mm -hmm. like even take out, okay, take out all the summer items. You don't need the bug spray and sunscreen and the swimsuit. And then just take that whole thing and just rotate it on the second or third floor. Mm-hmm. And then when it becomes warm again, you can almost just rotate like the winter and the summer bit. Yeah. So that you're not, again, taking up valuable real estate in the butler's pantry for off-season items. Yeah. Now with Birdie starting preschool, they eat lunch there and I have to pack a lunch. And I'm so I'm sure like that space just in the next week is going to get turned around into where her backpack goes with her spare clothes and the lunchbox and things like that in there. Sarah and I are hard at work in creating the Home CEO course. If you are interested in the Home CEO course and potentially being one of our founding members, you can go to noshameinthehomegame.com home CEO and sign up for the waitlist to be notified as soon as it goes on sale. That's no shame in the home game.com backslash home CEO. I keep track of so many different things, whether it's from the middle, no shame in the home game, all of the different business ventures that are part of those things. And I also keep track of a lot of things in our household from things that we need to repair and do and flows, all of that stuff. And the thing that I use to do all of that is Notion. Notion is this amazing blank slate where you build your own app and database depending on what you need. They have some amazing templates to help you get started. But once you get in there and start using it, you see how things work and come together. And it is magic and easy and beautiful. It's like a to-do list meets a database with workflows. And then you can even get AI right into Notion to help you come up with words. And words are hard, because let's be honest, they are. We have a link for Notion to help you potentially. If you go to noshameinthehomegame.com backslash N-O-T-I-O-N, you can get a link into Notion and potentially sign up for a plan. They do have free plans and paid plans. If anything, go get a free plan because it is so cool and you'll fall in love like me and become a notion advocate. Do you take the dogs with you to if we're going on a hike or something? Yeah, I take the the puppy with us. 
I still haven't gotten to where I've taken both dogs too many places. That feels a little overwhelming. Our older dog, she's great. She can go anywhere, but it's mostly just. But yeah, so I would say the front of her house now, I've had to rethink the storage there to accommodate harnesses, leashes, dog bags, toys, because now I'm a bark box person. And <laughs> told you, I'm a whole new woman over here, Lacey. So we have mounting toys and treats and basset hounds are special. They need their ears and eyes cleaned consistently with like special stuff. So if you've, that's not your thing, a basset hound is not the dog for you. Which again, I'm sure Lacey knows I was not a high maintenance dog person before, but that is who I am now. I love it for you. I love it so much. Yeah, cleaning out all the the crap that gets stuck in their ears. So now we have that all in the front. So I all need to be thinking of the best way to get all that stored in the future. And I was thinking with the transition into go stuff, if you were taking the dogs is having some kind of to go bag for the dogs with trees. Yeah, there is stuff in. I forgot about that now that I'm okay. The trunk does have a leash, dog bags and a bag of treats in it. So I keep that in the car. Kicking butt. Yeah, I know. This is again, I like I was like, I don't know what all to put in it. So as the days were going by, I was like, Okay, I'm rushing back in to get a leash or a harness or treats or whatever. So now they just stay there and it's become quite handy. And this is idealistic, I know. But going back to the whole thing of the wires and the candlesticks, it's just, oh, they're in here. What are they doing here? On that same note of that car trunk organizer, it will need to be revisited. And think about times when it makes sense, like the changing of the seasons or mm-hmm. or whatever makes sense to you. There's the idealistic, check it every six months, but whatever, mm-hmm. life happens, blah, blah, blah. But just be noticing of, oh, are there things in here we're not using anymore? Mm-hmm. And take everything out, throw away the trash, get rid of the things you're not using, put back in the essentials. Oh, I forgot about explain- another thing we added to oh. the car. The excitement that just came out of you. I love that. I love that. Take out the trash. So when I was looking up car organizers, there was like a trash can that you can keep in your car. So then I went down the rabbit hole of looking up car trash cans and found one that like hooks. Like we have a, instead of the captain seats, we have a bench seat for the second row. So there's like the middle between the girls that doesn't get used. So there's one that like clips in there. And it's been so magical because, like I said, they're eating in the car so much. And so my car was just like gummy wrappers and granola bar wrappers and juice Capri Sun packs. If I didn't clean it out then, it was like just piling up. And now the the girls love, oh, you got to put it in the trash can. It's right next to you. And we empty it every couple of days. I I love it. The trash can's great. Lacey, can we link on the website her car organizer? Because I want to see the trash can one too. Um, Alex, you can send me links. Yeah. I love how excited (laughs) that that excitement that you got. I call those home tingles. And I know it's the car, but the car is the extension of the home. I got to see home tingles. We are in the car a lot. Trust me. I think our car is like two and a half, three years old, and we've already put 60,000 miles on it. So we're in the car a lot. I love that you just know me and my husband have talked about this trash can like to a weird extent of how much we're like, 
why did we not think of this? This is so awesome. If we finish a can of Coke or whatever, you pass it back and you're like, Birdie, put it in the trash. And I what? Oh my gosh, I love that. And oh, speaking of the girls helping. So when you are, and especially with your daughter going back to preschool, are you getting more into the habit of go grab the sunscreen, go find, like getting them involved yeah. in it? So in the house, they that's still a little bit complicated. The butler's pantry is actually a little tricky to open. So asking them to go in there, it's like a, it's old. There's like a hook you have to turn. But the car, she does know what we have in there. Like we were at a friend's birthday party and I didn't know they were going to have water balloons. So right, the kids are soaked quickly. So then Bertie was like, oh, mom, can I go to the car and get my dry clothes out? I was like, yeah, girlfriend, go get it. Oh, gosh. Oh, that's. Wow, that's amazing. I know, which again, we usually had dry clothes with us, but like buried in a bag somewhere. So like she knows now what's in the back of the car. And so she and she can click the little button and it opens. She can't close it, but that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, that came in super handy, her knowing where all the things were and stuff. And now I'm curious, because this is something I like to learn from other people, too. I'm always looking for better solutions. So let's say you use the dry clothes. So that's out of the car. How do you remember to restock the dry clothes or something that needs to go back in? Yeah, good call. Because, yeah, I did have clothes for Birdie. I'd forgotten to restock the clothes for our younger one and had to borrow some from my sister-in-law who was there. And I was like, OK, I got to be like diligent more diligent about if I do take something out and use it putting it back that was really the first time that's happened that was my first light bulb okay if I use something out of the back I do need to remember to restock it how do you do your reminders do you do stuff on your phone do you have paper do you like like how do you or you just try to cram it all in your brain a whiteboard (laughs) near the back door that I'll write like needing reminder and calendar things or okay we're out of toilet paper I need something to shout at me before I leave the house that I need toilet paper but I really think with the extra clothes that's something we got home yesterday and I quickly was like I know there's a load of laundry in the dryer I'm just gonna go grab a few items out of there and put them in the back okay I bought a day planner like a month ago that I used once I always think I'm gonna use the pen and paper planners but the so white cute in theory but but the white it's great if you just when you're walking in just put clothes dry dry clothes and car or yeah you know, the just... whiteboard i i'm not big on the aesthetics of a whiteboard but honestly yeah we use that thing like crazy communication centers i'm pretty big on communication centers and it can be if you don't like the whiteboard you can use an integrated family digital planner but everybody is different and for my family having it bold and visual on the fridge is our path to success so yeah. it's tra- it's trading off the visuals for what works for the family yeah in the mudroom it's right next to the bathroom which we are all using at some point during the day so it's our thing too if lee or my husband is like oh remember i have that I'm like, no, it's not on the whiteboard. It doesn't count until it's on the whiteboard. Yes. If my yes. event was on the whiteboard prior to you telling me you had another event, sorry, it, it set. You're done. Yes, I love that. Lacey, how do you communicate with Joe? Not well. That's uh, that's actually it. I be because Joe and I do the same thing. Is he'll be like, oh, remember I have D and D this weekend, and I'm like, nope, didn't know that. And he's, like, I told you, and I'm like, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, but I did not know. So I, I think we probably need a more concrete thing. 
I'm such a digital person because I the visual is good for me, but the digital is what I will make happen. Like it's easy for me to do. So we're going to have to figure that out. Yeah, well, I mean, especially with all the kids going back to school. I know Isaac's probably still daycare this year. Yeah, right? he's going to he's going to stick with daycare in his preschool. Your stuff doesn't change. Yeah. With yeah, we have five events this week that I was like, if I don't get these written down in somewhere, we will not make it. It will not. We will schedule something. I won't be able to. Yeah. It's taken us a while to get there, though. We used to be like, oh, you just text each other when you have something. And hopefully they remember. We do have a shared calendar, a Google calendar. I use. Joe doesn't. So we need we, we still need to find the Lacey and Joe come together. point. That, and that's what's interesting is finding one that works. If it's just the adults or if you're trying to integrate older children. I have a friend, family of four, two adults, two children. They all have. Apple devices. And so they have a shared Apple calendar and even the tasks that the kids are supposed to be doing and they can all see in real time and that works for them. But oh, I would love that. That's my dream. See, to me, I'm like, it sounds like nothing's getting done. That <laughs> for some reason, things are digital. It's like a real pie in the sky. Wouldn't it be nice? Oh, happen? I see. And I can't have digital either. If it's digital, it barely I that's not the real world to me. It's in this abstract AI world. I don't live in the AI world. Yeah. But Lacey, for you, yeah, maybe it's finding that kind of hybrid of what well, Joe... what I need to do, because remember, we did a really... The thing that I'm always going to go back to is our grocery list and like being able to yell out to our ALXEA of what needs to go on there is the height of home management for my household. So I need to figure out a similar thing of that, where it's you just got to shout it out and then it's somewhere so here's my recommendation for that i worked with a few of those have you seen those digital planning board i have actively campaigned for one and joe comes from a place of no i so, to start with so so here's good better best here's like the entry level is if you have an older tablet at the bare minimum that can be connected to your virtual home assistant find that can so you could actually see what is on the grocery list have that app on there have a virtual planner that communicates with the virtual assistant. Yeah. And then that way you can just push it, take it's like somewhere that's the communication center. That's the equivalent of the whiteboard. And yeah. everyone can just look at it. And as the kids get older, they can actually look and see, oh, that's when vacation is. So it's like the family calendar. Wait, that that now I'm wondering, Alex, for your whiteboard. Mm -hmm. Is there a calendar aspect? Are yeah, you... the majority of it's a calendar. And okay. then there's like the right hand side that has to do list labeled on it. So is it your is it a wipe for the month? So you have to wipe it at the end of the month and redo. So if you have yeah. to write down something that's happening in three months, where do you put that information? Oh, <laughs> talk about not real. I'm like, three <laughs> months from now, it also lives in an AI. Hold on. Hold on. Me. You said at the top that you're scheduling your induction date. Where is that going to go on the planner? This is special one. I'm really pushing to schedule it as early as possible so I can get it on Halloween. And the baby can have a Halloween birthday. So oh, it, if I can, it'll it. be the easiest thing to remember. I love this. This is I love this deep dive into just how you schedule things. How Lacey yeah, tried to anything figure that's out. after a month lives in my head. <sighs> And we just hope it's going to remember. I do. I, I really rely on the rest of the world to remind me of things. Right. Wait a sec. 
you schedule a vet appointment. Yep. Sorry, my camp. So you schedule a vet appointment for this dog who is essentially a family member. Yeah. The Basset Hound. You, you don't write down that appointment anyway? So when I'm in the moment, I'll put it on my Google calendar. But that doesn't mean much. I've missed many appointments in my life, for the record. Now, for the dog, we've been, I don't, we might have missed one so far, but then we're able to reschedule. But like right now, his next appointment is we need to schedule something for him to get like neutered but we haven't done that yet. So I'll put it in my Google calendar and then hope that my phone shouts at me at some point. So you are the person that automatic reminders were made for. Like when I get a text a week yes, before but and then I get to a to be text. like multiple. Like you can't just tell me the week of this is happening in a few days. Wait, I need week of, day before, day of. I'm in awe. I'm in awe. You are about to have four children, two dogs, and you're going back to work part time. And you rely on the world reminding you of all your appointments. Don't you ever double book all the time? Yeah. yeah. Alex is so... She brings yeah. up the best. If when it look. happened... Yeah, I really... When it, yeah, we've definitely double booked or had things very close together that it's okay. You got to take her to her doctor's appointment. I'm going to run Birdie to the dentist. And then one of us has to go to the school thing at four. Who wants to do this very day of? What's wow. the day going to look like? But do you see how not stressed about it she is? Isn't that magical? Yeah. I oh, know. I wish I, I know. could. I wish I could purchase. I don't know. A dropper full of this. Your, I love it. You have the light. You love your life. Everything's breezy you're not this is just i'm in awe this is i again i want a podcast all about your life i'm so in awe what's your self-care me and my husband are really good at alternating nights when we need it so we don't have a we both need to be a part of dinner and bedtime and usually i've been like hey i'm gonna go see a movie on wednesday and then i'm gonna go to dinner with a friend on thursday what two nights would you like to go do your own thing? Oh. Even though that means one of us is going to be like doing all the stuff in the evening, we know that it's worth it to give each other the time that they need after that. Oh, I will wow. say Alex is one of my pillars of motherhood as far as examples go, because the entire time I've known Alex, she's been a mother, but she has never fallen into the trap of shoulds of motherhood. She very much is her own person. And I just, I've learned a lot about keeping your own identity while being a mother from her. And I honestly, I think having Atticus so young really was something that probably, I don't want to say forced you to do that, that you chose to do that, that made it more part of your life as you went on. Yeah, I think I... I remember very vividly having thoughts of, I want Atticus to see me doing these kind of things. I want him to remember that I yeah, spent time with him. I've always yeah. spent quality time with him, but that I didn't put anything on hold for him or not do anything because of him. So when I went off to graduate school for the second time, like I went three hours away and he stayed with his dad during that time. And I would race back on weekends to see him. But I was like, this is happening and I'll figure out some crazy way to do it, but I can, it'll be fine. Yeah. She is so good at making herself a priority and it's really cool. Yeah. And maybe again, having her own separate nights has always been, if I can sense tension in my relationship or that my husband's worn out or that I'm worn out, it's very much, what do we need to do? Let's make it happen. Clearly we're getting spent. 
you need to go away? I've always told me, I'm like, go on a trip. Please go somewhere if you need to. Never feel like it's going to be too much on me because I always want us to have that sort of, hey, if you need to recharge, do not feel guilty. We should always have that option. You're a business owner who cares more about people than profits, although you still want to make some money, of course. And that can feel mighty lonely. That's why I created Feminist Founders, a podcast that explores how to build a more equitable world through entrepreneurship. I'm Becky Mollenkamp, a coach and journalist, and I'm excited to bring you stories of people who, like you and me, are trying to change the business landscape for good. Check out Feminist Founders wherever you listen to podcasts. Have you learned anything over these about thinking about your home more strategically? What would your big takeaway be or what has changed for you? I think such a big thought or aha moment that's come from our conversations over the last few months at this point has been that it's so easy to focus on the looks or the aesthetic and think that fixing that is going to help you function more easily, right? If everything's just clean, or if I can just get the arts and crafts rooms organized, then we'll use it. Or so I would say if me and Sarah didn't have such in-depth convos on the other podcast and you, Lacey, I probably would have been focusing on areas that weren't even functionally causing me obstacles during the day. Mm. It was more like, oh, wouldn't it be nicer if that was a cuter space or that had better storage or something, but it might have been an area that we weren't even like using. And I thought if we could make it look or store things better, maybe we'd use it where you all really showed me like, what are you already using? Where are you already walking? Where are you already setting stuff down? Like, where are the pain points that are currently on your journey that we can start to take away? So I think that has been the big aha is The car wouldn't have even come to my mind, I think, if I had just, I don't know, looked at a worksheet maybe and or listened to something and thought, oh, what's an area that I could make easier? I think I would have thought about our bedroom or the kids' rooms rather than we're transitioning so much. How do we honestly decrease so much time and effort in my day? And so really looks wise, not much has changed in my house. Like you walk around the house and you maybe see one less backpack or Atticus's game system instead of sitting on the bench moved away. But if you could see us like through the day and time, you know, how much time has been saved in emotional like toil saved from going up and down stairs and things like that, I think you'd see a pretty significant difference. I also, and I know this is for Sarah too, the excitement you had over the trash can and the fact that you guys talk about it. I'm like that. I think that's one of the coolest things that you like learn to identify an issue and then figured it out and it's working so well and you're so excited about it. I think that's cool. Yeah, it's really (laughs) because we talked so much about, oh, I hate sitting down for meals places. So my kids are eating in the car all the time. And I didn't even think of it as a pain point. I was trying to think of these bigger things, but like cleaning out trash from the bottom of my car is more work than cleaning up their rooms or making beds or whatever, because the small little pieces of whatever that the trash can was just such like a, oh my goodness, there's so much (laughs) stuff on the floor of our car. 
which was also needed to happen in many ways with the new puppy because he's sitting on, like I said, we bring him a lot of places. He sits on the floor and I quickly was like, okay, he's chewing on all their sucker sticks, their wrappers, their whatever. I love, I'm like, I'm just so happy. I love that you saw that clarity of you distilled that better than I could have. And I love that you saw it and you recognized it. And yes, repeatedly, I've one of the things that's come up when trying to explain my work, participant Sarah has said, I'm a detective sometimes. So like you said, it wasn't the obvious things. Like we had to keep digging and digging. And you even dug further. I never even suggested a trash can. So I love that, that you got into the process. And going back to the very beginning, people often think my work is being a home organizer. And it's like, if that's needed, I don't know. Like you said, the butler's pantry isn't necessarily organized, but it's more useful. And it's like, awesome. Yeah, it doesn't matter because you shut the doors. It doesn't really matter. As long as you can find what you need. It took like things that were in five or six different places throughout our home and has been able to just put them in a very convenient place that again, I can close the doors and I'm not worried if it's like, a hodgepodge of items that someone else would be like, what's happening there? I just reach in and grab what I need and I don't have to go up any steps. For you, we never needed your house to look different. Like you never needed your house. Your house is beautiful. You do an amazing job of making it look beautiful. So not to toot our own horn with our tagline, but we really don't care about how your house looks. It's about how it feels. And it sounds like it feels better. Yeah, it certainly does. And especially the car for us is an extension of the home where I know for some people that would be like, I not as big a deal for them. We do spend so much time there and it is such a, a big point of bringing things in and out that having those two hubs, the back of the car and then that area, as you said, again, if I had organized it, I probably would have thought the front door because there's a little more space that's not utilized. We don't hang out near the front door so I'd be like oh me I should put some stuff there and you're like that's not the path that you take you're not going to change walking to the car out the front door going through the two gate you're not going to do that you're just going to end up not using whatever's there so I think that piece was really helpful too is work with the habits that you already have if your habit is going out that that door or putting your stuff in that space already work with that habit Don't try to overhaul your whole patterns of life. And that note that you just said about the habits, it's yeah. And like now you're seeing more and more. You already came to the conclusion of, oh, don't walk the swimming suits back up to their room just Mm -hmm. to bring them back down. Don't walk this up. Oh, just leave it here. And so I love that you are seeing that too. What's my habit? Oh, just leave it here. So I love that it's already like spooling on itself. So I'm ecstatic about that. Even with the car trash can, right? We've tried so many times. Okay, we're just not going to give the kids snacks in the car. That is not happening. (laughs) Let's all admit the kids are eating in the car. So how can we make them eating in the car less of a headache for us afterwards? Again, we'll see how it continues to function as our life changes. But I do have to skedaddle, though. Yeah, absolutely. Thank Thank you you so much. Thank you for sharing, Alex. Thanks for chatting with me, ladies. This has been great. And yeah, game changer for the intense, uh, chaotic life that I live. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for sharing your life with us. All right. Bye, everyone. 
I am happy and sad that we're at the end of Alex's journey because I enjoyed Alex so much. I want to be friends with her now, even though I've never met her in real life. I just want to know more. I can't wait to find out what she names her baby and if it is born on her desirable due date. I want, I'm going to start following her dog on Instagram. Like I, I really admire Alex and I learned so much from her. So thank you, Lacey, for bringing her into this experience. I, Alex officiated my husband and I's wedding. Like when we were talking about who would be that, he looked at me and he was like, what about Alex? Which I think is just the funniest thing that he's the one that suggested her. Because when Alex takes you on as her person, one of her people, she takes you on. So apparently we were at a graduate school event, get to know you. And Alex was like, look, something I said or did. She was like, that girl's going to be my friend. And I am so thankful because she did. And then she did the same thing with Joe. Like the minute she met Joe, she was like, I want to I want to be around you. And they have their own special little relationship too. like they took a woodworking class together. And then we go try different restaurants afterwards. Like, it's just, I cannot sing her praises enough and how much of a light she's been in my life. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. Do I, does she only get to pick you or can I pick her? Is it a one way track only? You can I mean, pick her too. I, I don't think. even live in the same state, but no, <laughs> she has. I really, I've been walking around going, like, how would Alex view this situation? Something happened to me this morning that was a stress bomb. And I was like, what would Alex think or say or do? I also just love, so I feel the same way about participants, Sarah, of like, how do I make her be my friend without being creepy? And I've gotten to spend, we've sent like Instagram messages back and forth now. And then I also just think about it and I'm like, who knew that six months ago, I, one of the people I would talk to the most every day would be this woman in New York. And now I'm trying to make her friend my friend and then vice versa. I just, I think when you, I think it's just, it validates my thought that there are just certain people in the world that you are a little bit more drawn to. And if you lean into that, it's really joyful. Yeah, I'm going to continue to lean into it. Thank goodness for the power of Zoom and the internet to let us find our people, no matter how near or how far we are spread and scattered. And anyone listening who feels like they resonated with our humor or our approaches, yeah, join us. Be one of us people who, if you feel just, yes, that's my type of humor, yeah, come laugh with us because we just want to laugh all day. (laughs) We do. We do. I don't want to steal your thunder, Sarah, but I've been thinking about what my piece of gratitude is. Yeah. And this is my piece of gratitude. I am so grateful for the internet. And it wasn't, it's not to connect to people. I guess in some ways it could be to connect to people. This afternoon, I've been having a little bit of a rough day energy-wise and just making a meal sounded so overwhelming. We're also at the end of our grocery store latest haul. So we there's not a like clear, easy stuff to make. And a long time ago, Joe got me these ramen bowls. So I can just take the bowl out put in hot water, and then I've got a bowl of ramen. I don't have to do anything else. And I was like, you know what? This is the day for this. I got pumped in my head about it. He even got special ones that he knew I would like. The one I had today was a kimchi bowl that had kimchi in it. I'm like, all right, I make it. It is so spicy. And I'm a big old wimp when it comes to spice. So I'm like, it's okay. No, I'm still going to make this work because I don't want to waste it. I'm still going to make it work. So I Googled, how can I make things less spicy? 
how can I make my ramen less spicy? And I read through a list and I added several things. It still was too spicy for me to fully eat, but I ate all the noodles and had a meal. And so I just had this moment where I was like, I am so grateful for this random person who made an, a page, a post about how to make ramen less spicy. And I could use literally all, I used three of the four tips to make it a little less spicy. Do you want to know the tips? I was going to say, don't keep me in suspense. <laughs> how do you make something less spicy? So one was sugar. I'm going to add sugar. Yeah. That's a, a tip, which I had already added some poison sauce, which has a pretty high sugar content. So I was like, got that one done. Another one is to add some acidity because the acidity will fight the spiciness, apparently. So I added some lime juice. And then it's suggested milk because there's a lot of ramens that are creamy. And I just didn't, I've heard of milk and spiciness, but I never just thought, oh, add some milk to this and it'll just make it a little creamier. And so I did all three of these things. The last one was cheese. And that was just one I couldn't quite figure out in my brain of the type of cheeses that we have and what would go with it and that kind of stuff. So I, I stuck with the the first three. But yeah, just the internet's so cool. Um, it's in roads again. Essentially, you're about to, I could go on for 20 more minutes about how I made home automations today. So stay tuned for Lacey and Joe's final episode, which happens to be next week. But still, I got a little excited. So mine is broad as well. I'm thankful for music, which I know. So. But it's not just music. I'm thankful for music and music teachers. Oh. And to tie that in, I'm thankful for my willingness to try something new. So I had drumming class this morning. And I've been doing African drumming, and this is my second course. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I was just so thankful because for 45 minutes, I don't think. I just, I just zone. I don't even zone out. You're so focused. I'm so focused. You can't, we actually talk about how you can't think too much or too little. It's almost like driving, like oversteering yes. or like completely not paying attention. You really can't think because then it won't work. Uh -huh. And it's very relaxing for me. It, it's like 45 minutes of like almost meditation. Like I don't almost remember the past 45 minutes in a weird way. But the music, the music teacher is amazing. So I was thankful for her and thankful for music and thankful for the opportunity. And there yeah, I signed so up. many questions. I have so many um, questions. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no, I just said music and stop there. I was like, no, but it's specifically African drumming. And I was like, as soon as I say that. Lace is going to have questions. I am. I know. And as soon as you said it, like the moment with Alex, I lit up like a Christmas tree. I was like, did not expect this. Tell me more. I need to know more. Goodness gracious. What led you to African drumming? What just led you in drumming in general? I just, I want to know. So quickly, my background with music, I took a brass instrument and a stringed instrument in elementary and middle school. And so... I was exposed to music, but neither one of them really tickled my fancy. So nothing more to music. And I can't, I'm not a singing person. I'm not even, I'm a really good dancer. I was going to say I'm not coordinated, but, but I'm actually a really good dancer. Um, so that's where I am with music. And then when we moved to our community eight years ago, there's this main street with all the storefronts. And I walked by and there's a music studio and there was African drums and I remember walking by that. I had no idea what it was. I'd never seen it before. No experience. And I just looked at it. I was like, oh, that's what I want to do one day. But that was eight years ago. And then she actually became my son's piano teacher. And 
And I always, one day, one day I'll do that. One day I'll do that. And then last year she was running a special with, because you can buy, you need to buy the drum and then take the lessons. And she did the special and I just jumped. It was actually during our, this connects back to our human design and you, I'm splenic authority. I'm supposed to make decisions with my gut. And I'm also supposed to do activities that don't require thinking. Uh-huh. So I was like, Yes. So last winter was my first time with African drumming and I just love it. Love that so much. Thank you. I'm grateful for you sharing that. I just, I don't know. I love, first of all, I love when somebody's into something enough that they can explain it to me. We've talked about this before. I also now have created a drumming community that has mild drama. I'm also the person that my husband and I went to the orchestra once. And I made up a love story in my head about, I think it was a cellist and a violinist because they were like across from each other and both good looking. So I'm like, those two are in love. Let's create that. This is great. Oh my gosh. I love, you just never know where this conversation is going to go. And I I love that. I know. And we're just, we're saving all of these up. I've just been saving them all up so that we can just have a whole trove of bonus content for folks in a No Shame in the Home Game subscription and community. That I am working on setting up. Next week, we have our final participant episode of the season. Yes. And I am sad, happy. Yeah. I'm sappy. Sappy? Isn't there a really good German word for that that I feel like? If anyone knows that German word for sad, happy. Yeah. Let us know. And thank you, Lacey, for everything. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Lacey. Thanks for listening to No Shame in the Home Game. We hope you can take a little nugget of goodness to use in your own home. Remember to subscribe to the podcast in the player of your choice, like us on social media, rate and review, and share us with all of your friends and maybe a couple of non-friends if you want. You can always visit joyfulsupportmovement.com to learn more about No Shame in the Home Game and other joyful support podcasts. While you're there, you can join the newsletter or sign up for the Joyful Support Village. Now go out there and spread some joy.